Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. I have two guests back from last week, Marissa and Eileen, and we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the things we'd already started to talk about. But again, in way of encouragement to all of you out there, if your problems are bigger than your God, then you don't have a big enough God, and there's only one who is big enough. He's represented as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, one God, by the name of Jesus. And we had this discussion at the mission the other day. It's not actually just the name of Jesus because there are people named Jesus. In Spanish, it would be be, uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus. In Israel, it would have been Eshuus. And even at that, that was not the original name that our Lord and Savior went by. It was Joshua or Yahshua. It is by the name of Jesus, the authority, the power of the second member of the Holy Trinity of God who can move everything. You know, it's so amazing that when Jesus healed people, sometimes he was in their presence, sometimes like with the Herodian son, he was 15 miles from there, and the word that he spoke to heal the child was overcome by any distance. If he was across a galaxy, he is God incarnate. And so can we trust him? Yeah, oh, we can trust him, all right. He's never broken a promise. And here's the amazing part. When we have come to him and we have made promises and we have broken those promises, he still loves us enough to forgive us when we repent of those actions, right? So I have these two ladies with me, and I'd like you both to say hello to the folks out there. Hello, folks. (laughs) Hello. All right. You didn't say folks. (laughs) Marissa did. You get a raise. Thank you. (laughs) I'll wait till June. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that's right. So at any rate... We were talking about a lot of things uh, about the growth in the development department. What's that look like? What What is it that we hope to do in the future as far as, uh, as, as really getting the word out of who we are? And you had said it the other day. Maybe you could elaborate on that, that when you came, you never heard about the Union Gospel Mission, right? Yeah, matter of fact, I would think that's one of my passions that I've had since I arrived and not knowing about the mission. I was I live in West Sacramento, so I can get there in in 12 minutes without traffic. <laughs> and here I was taking all my stuff to like a, a secular organization, my clothing and so on. And then when I found out this is a true mission that serves the homeless and the poor uh, for with so many services for free, um, me, as at least as a Christian, should have known about it. And uh, since, even in 12 years, I know we've reached more people, but there are still a lot of people that need to know about us. Uh, we're still kind of like a, a, a little beautiful 
uh, one-acre campus downtown Sacramento that's a hidden secret and needs to be found out. You know what? I That's one of the reasons that I was so excited to have the logos on the shirts. Mm-hmm. I stopped wearing a shirt and tie and started to wear the pullover shirts because I would get people every once in a while say, oh, the Union Gospel Mission. I know that. I support them. But even better is when you're standing in line and somebody says to you, what's the Union Gospel Mission? And then you get the opportunity not only to witness to them for the cause of Christ, but to let them know who we are and what we're doing out there. Mm -hmm. I think that we are certainly unique, even amongst uh, rescue missions, at least in in what we've seen. Well, we're the only Union Gospel Mission in the greater Sacramento area that does what we do. Uh, the closest one from us is uh, Stockton, and, and then from there, Modesto. And we've been existing 60 years, and uh, our one little acre campus is growing out of it seems because there's so much that needs to be done. The Lord brought many incredible people on on staff, uh, including Marissa here today, and chaplains, and uh, there's such a a tremendous need, as everyone knows. Um, And uh, our fix is the gospel, help people get saved, and, and that's the best gift that anyone can receive. And also for that opportunity of new life, not only in in Christ, but a new life in getting sober and having a productive life, going back into society and working and living a holy life in him, right? Yeah, because, you know, we've heard for years and years and years uh, that, you know, once you're an alcoholic, once you're a drug addict, you're a drug addict or an alcoholic for life. And that's a stigma to, not only is it a stigma, but it locks you into this is who I am. I am an alcoholic. And we don't believe that. No. Nope. We believe that if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation in Christ. And if your new creation at all has gone away, what you need to do is find out about those predilections you have. Can you be more easily tempted by alcohol or drugs or whatever the case is? Yeah, there we all have predilections we're to sinners. sin. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're all sinners, but we all have different things that tempt us, right? Mm-hmm. However, in the Bible, we know that it is sufficient for everything we do and everything we need, correct? Correct. And if that is the case, then we are no longer alcoholics and and drug addicts and whatever our, our problem was. We are new creations in Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, and we can support each other, hold each other up. And so to your point, we're not interested in... I hear it all the time that they're clean and sober. My question is, I know you're sober, but are you hanging on by your teeth? Are you just gritting down because you don't have the strength accepting just to to power through it? Or are you really clean and sober? Do you have the Holy Spirit to guide you, to help you, and surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ and in a healthy, well-balanced church where people can love you. And, and it even goes one step further once you're saved. It's 
uh, is he just your savior or is he your Lord? Do you really truly understand what he's done for you and why you want to turn from your sin and follow him every day of your life? To, uh, we were just talking earlier about being transformed on a daily basis. Amen. That's that process of sanctification that uh, Jesus wants us to keep turning from this world and, and turning to him. And it's an ongoing battle that we live in being in this world, especially it seems to be getting worse. I'm sure people back during World War II felt that way too. But um, I would have. Right? <laughs> but uh, wherever we're at, um, he wants us to continue in that process of, of transforming our lives because the battle continues. Are you the same as you were a year ago, two years ago, oh, or when you first not. came? No, no. I am a. I feel I've grown in so many ways, especially in this last year, where there's been an increase in my faith, which you may have heard about on the last episode. My faith has grown a lot since last year. My trust in God and just being able to feel like He is an anchor for my soul, and I don't need to worry or feel anxious about tomorrow. Mm. No, that's. That's so true. You know, we talked about uh, a song the other day that has the word fountain in it. And, of course, we're talking about where uh, where in John where Christ had talked, or yes, Christ had talked about living water. And that living water isn't a stagnant thing, is it? It's energetic. It's, it's filling us to overflowing. And it is replenished all the time in our souls. We'll never thirst again in the same way we did before, right? It's like that song, I've Got Joy Like a Fountain. Mm. Yes, exactly. And so that's another thing, which we talked about a little bit last week, is the fact that Marissa and Micah try to tailor-make the songs that they're going to do in the uh, in this Friday morning service to what the pastor of that week is planning to talk about. And they do an excellent job doing it. They do. Thank you. So, and it's important. I mean, everything needs to be tailored together. I mean, we don't need to be a picture-perfect place where a a sermon that is just absolutely constructed perfectly. What we need to do is be truthful in our sermons, in our music. Amen. Amen in our presentation, in our lives, so that if you look from the outside, you don't see corruption all over us because do we fail? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Every day. Every day. But is that the intention of your heart? No, No. right? We want to grow closer to Christ. And can I add sometimes anything with uh, when we don't know what the pastor is going to be talking about, we try, but sometimes they don't always respond if they're, you know, not around. So the Holy <laughs> yeah. Spirit does an amazing job. He actually uh, helped us today. So uh, Kim, who's our women's outreach coordinator, she came in during the women's clothing closets Bible study Tuesdays and Thursdays at nine thirty. For anyone who doesn't know, and she said, "We need song sheets. We need song sheets." So the first one on top. Um, of my sheets of music was Lord I Need You so I printed her off the lyrics she came back after that Bible study and said that was the perfect song that went along with the teaching so the Holy Spirit is always working always working yeah 
And it is amazing. I've had that many times where you started to talk about something and the song was right, or even better, you started to, to, you had a sermon or a presentation of some kind, and you're listening to the radio the next week, and you hear five pastors all talking about basically the same thing. Yep, that happened to me recently, too, about God's nearness. He's with us. He's near. He's not some distant, Mm -hmm. far-off spirit somewhere in heaven. That's That's what I used to think as a, even as a believer i'm just like god i'm here alone on earth and you're up there in heaven no sin perfect like it was really discouraging but that was a lie he's always with it us is a lie. yeah yeah no that's exactly what i mean i'm sure you've had that experience too where you had reached that moment where you really felt alone and yet god is God is whispering and then yelling, right? Well, yeah. I mean, our, <clears throat> I've been saved for about 27 years, 28 years. And, uh, Same. I'm, yeah, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I am 28. <laughs> I got saved when I was 31. <laughs> I was 28 when I got saved. <laughs> um, that was and a long Have time. I had a perfect life? Absolutely not. Um through as a Christian, you know, there we we're fluid, right? We tend sometimes to not pick up the word of God, or you know, we just have uh, things that come along that causes us to uh, our wells can go dry. You know? Oh yeah, but you know, God is so faithful, and uh, I I think the the most important thing that I've learned is that we need to go to him first and foremost each and every day, starting in the morning when you get up, uh, go to him in prayer, and then we can go to our friends and be in fellowship with the saints, being plugged in at church. I hear way too many Christians that come along that want to volunteer at the mission and that they're not going to church. Yeah, And it's like, wait a minute, how are you getting fed? And first, also, your church needs you. Churches need the body. The church is the body. And if we all think we're going just to be fed but not to serve, there's a problem, too. There are too many people, the pastors, the elders, and other volunteers at the church that are doing too much work because people are just coming and going, the rest of them. You know, that's my charge for all of you today. Get plugged in and, and help out your church. I second that. <laughs> you know what? That brings up an interesting point. How much do we believe that the local church needs to be supported? Here's how much. We're like every charity that needs funding uh, to keep going. But I cannot tell you how many times I have told people who said, well, I want to tithe to you. And I've stopped them and asked them, okay, what do you mean by you want to tithe to us? Are you a member of a church? Well, uh, yes. And you get different answers, but yes. But, you know, I have this and this. And I, and I always tell them, you tithe to your church and you give from your heart above that if you want to the mission. But we do not want you to tithe or to say you're tithing to us and rob your church of that, right? That is not what we are about. Or they will say, I don't have a church. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I don't have a church. 
in which case it's an opportunity. I've heard you do it on the phone, and I've done it many times as well. You probably more than me because you get so many more phone calls. That's when we encourage them. Okay, but you are outside of fellowship. Well, I listen on the radio. No, that's that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says forsake yourselves, not the assembling mm-hmm. one with another. You need to be in a healthy, well-balanced, Bible-believing church, right? Live streaming only doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the church is not the building. Mm-hmm. So uh, God talks so much about the hands, um, the feet. You know, we all need to participate. Yes. It's good for uh, so much of uh, when we are all together supporting each other, there's that strength in the bond of Christ that we can then go home and and conquer or that call that comes in that is unpleasant or the temptations that come our way that might trip us up. When we are, are immersed at church and, and in the Word and, and prayer, uh, that's what God has asked us to do, and He does it because He knows what, it, what is good for us. Yeah, you have a fireplace at your house. Do you yeah. have one, uh, No. Okay, well, you know what? I have a wood stove at my house, and, and I can tell you that I've seen this myself. Everything is glowing red hot, and if you take one ember or it pops out and it lands on the mantle, it will go cold and dark in just a Mm. moment, right? It is analogous to how Mm -hmm. we are with our hearts. If we remove ourselves from the body of Christ, the believing church, the family of God, right, it won't be long before we start to grow dark and cold as well. And then you're a better target for the enemy, too, when you're isolated. I bet you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we even tell the men in our New Life program. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can start visiting churches at a certain benchmark of their program, and it's a 10-month program. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our desire is first that they meet Christ, right? That they truly get born again. But then that they, when they graduate, that they have a church to be a part of, because so many times we've heard men relapse because they they didn't have that bond and and continuation of being discipled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, discipled. You know, if you're not familiar with that, truthfully, what that means is that. You have this process of sanctification to become more like Christ. We need other men and other women around us that can breathe into our lives and uh, can help disciple us as well, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Somebody less knowledgeable about the Bible can sometimes say something that God has pushed him to say that you go, yeah, that's right. So we need to always be moving along. What happens if we stay still? We stagnate, right? Absolutely. And so, and there's responsibility that Jesus gave us being saved. Uh, I just went to a beautiful conference, a uh, women's conference, which is always so, so enriching. And this uh, woman spoke of how you know, we, we are transformed, we are um, justified, 
um, by saved by faith and mm-hmm. and um, but now we are being in the process of sanctification mm-hmm. and there's responsibility that yeah, God gives us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he's not a genie that we put in our pocket to go, oh Lord, bless me. You know, there's things we need to be accountable and responsible for being saved. And then she goes, so if you're not, grow up. <laughs> yeah, he's not an intergalactic uh, intergalactic Santa Claus, right? Yeah, right. Uh, that is absolutely so true because the way, that, the way that it is is salvation is monergistic, meaning that is God's work. You are saved by grace through faith and what? This not of yourself. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. But to your point, the process of sanctification is synergistic. It is us in in concert with God as he works on us, and we grow in that grace and that salvation, right? And so then, here's the best part. But how do I get into heaven? Oh, well, in glorification, guess what? It's monergistic again. God draws us in. We are covered. When we come to Christ— this amazing transformation happens, and God not only pays the penalty for our sins, but then he imputes or he gives us his son's righteousness that covers us. So in and of ourselves, we are not righteous, but because Christ has done this, we are righteous through him. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank and you, Jesus. Why are we right. talking about this when we're uh, a homeless shelter and <laughs> and feeding the, the, the poor and doing the work we do because the gospel is the center of our name and it's the center of everything that we do. That's right. And what are we? We are not ashamed of the gospel. We are not, Romans one sixteen. Yep. So uh, there is there's a lot of work to do out there because, as Christ said, the fields are white for the harvest. And uh, we, we are down to two minutes, so is there anything you guys would like to say in these closing moments? I would just like to remind everybody that if you're not involved with your church, I know that there's some gift that God has given you. What do you like to do? How, do you, how would you like to serve God? It's not all about us and what we want to do with our time. It's his time that we are living on. So I would really commend everybody listening to get plugged into a church and then get into service. It's so fulfilling, and you will be so blessed. I've been serving since I was a teenager, so uh, about over 10 years ago, and God has blessed me and grown me in ways that I would never have imagined. Amen. And and. To when we started this conversation, it was about wanting every Christian to know about the Union Gospel Mission, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, uh, if you haven't heard about us, uh, we our website is egmsac.com. We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and we're even on LinkedIn. And Follow so, us. as as I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> But the bottom line is, why do we talk so much about other things that you may not think are are mission-oriented, about other churches, about being plugged in? Because we are part of the church universal, Mm -hmm. and our intention is for you to know Jesus Christ. And if if whatever that takes, uh, we are more than happy to 
talk to people when they call in. And so, folks, everything we do is involved. So, as always, thank you guys. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Bye. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.